Hello, this is Pick Up INFJ. We are your hosts, Naseeba, Rhubarb, Arabelle. Trigger warning. We're going to oh. talk about eating disorders, depression, and probably other stuff as well. So if you aren't okay listening to this stuff, please click out, click out of this episode, listen to something else. Mm-hmm. It's not lighthearted. We talk about eating disorders so and like a lot of other stuff. So if you're suffering from anything really please if you're sensitive or anything we don't want you to go downhill please go listen to our relationship podcast yeah maybe that'll help it's a bit of a lighthearted one yeah and then come back to this if you can yeah and maybe when you're a bit stronger then come back but for now we'll, we'll always be here but we want you guys to be safe first so yeah Okay. All right. Hey everyone. Today, today's topic, this week's topic is mental health. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty heavy one, I guess, because who's, who doesn't struggle with mental health? Mm -hmm. I think we all dealt with something in one shape or another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Especially with this generation and society and all the expectations literally literally like mm, how do we start this (laughs) yeah i don't know how to like get get into it this is hard okay okay do you guys do you guys think you're dealing with any mental health issues right now, as of now? Yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, what? If you want to explain. Who wants to go first, Arabelle? Me or you? I spoke Arabelle. Okay, yeah. Well, Rubabi, you were really here last year, but last year I was kind of going through, okay, I was going through an eating disorder. Okay. Wow. Oh, this is so hard to get into. Um, when did mm. it start? Like, kind of around February last year, I think. It kind of started. Um, I don't want to like put a label to it because I don't really. It wasn't like diagnosed or anything. It's kind mm. of just. It's pretty clear. I'm going through something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it was obvious at first. Probably somewhere near the end of the year, it started becoming. I think I did let, like let it slip at one point, but you know, it was just like, just at first, it was just like, oh yeah, I just want to like lose some weight, like get rid of the excess fat. So I, you know, like cut my food down, started exercising more, <laughs> and you know, I would just like use the excuse of like, oh, I'm just intermittent fasting like I'm just trying to be healthy but obviously I wasn't going about in a very healthy way Mm. it got pretty serious I think it was around like like the whole period it was around February 2 I want to say like November-ish or maybe like like October I would say I lost about nine nearly 10 kilos in that how long february march april may june july august september like 
nine, ten months. Like I dropped down, I was <laughs> at the start of the year, I was 49 and I went down to 42. Around like sometimes it went to 41. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like even like, you know, what I would see you at the start, it wasn't noticeable. And I don't think mm. I actually noticed until you told me. I, I didn't pick up on your like habits that you kind of like created. Like you wouldn't eat and like, you know, it'd be like, oh, Ariva, why aren't you eating? It's like, oh, and, you know, as you said, intermediate fasting. And I was like, that's interesting. And I also noticed, like, we became super obsessed with working out and losing weight. And then you started saying, like, oh, like, I hate, like, my body shape. It's so, like, this, that. I don't have Did any, I? like. I don't even yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I'm so, like, like rectangular. I hate it. And I was like, <laughs> but but no, there's nothing wrong with your body. You're like super pretty. And you just kept saying like, no, like I want to work out. I want to lose weight. And I was like, but you're already skinny. That's what I was thinking. I was like, mm. damn, you know what I mean? It never really crossed my mind until you said like when, when we. When I was drunk that one time. <laughs> yeah. And then you, I don't even remember. We were like talking about it. And then you were like, yeah, I think like. I don't know what it is, oh, but I think I'm yeah. going through like an eating disorder because like, I think maybe like the K-pop things are getting to me. Like, mm. I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. I'm just losing a lot of weight and I just don't know. And I was like, shit. Cause at the same time I was going through my own thing with my weight as well. So at the start of 2020 for me, I was pretty healthy. I was a good 53 kilograms, which is pretty, pretty good for me. Right. Like that's, I used to eat a lot. You know, I mm -hmm. felt I wanted to lose weight, but it wasn't like the top of my priority. And then I got into a relationship. Right. <laughs> and um, as you both know, that relationship wasn't very good for me. And I began to notice a lot of my own flaws on my body, one of them being my weight. <clears throat> but even when I was in like, yeah, eight, year seven, I wanted to lose weight. I tried. It never happened. So I thought, okay, like, even if I try to lose weight right now, it won't happen. I tried and I started losing weight. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Like partially I thought it was because I was on the pill at that time as well. And so I thought partially like, oh yeah, maybe it's making me lose weight too. Like it's just water weight. That's what I kind of brushed off as. I was like, it's water weight. Yeah. I remember but, you, you would bring up like losing weight and we were like, oh, maybe it's something wrong with the pill or something like that. We would talk mm, about that. Because, like, I think within the month, I lost, like, very rapidly a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Like, extremely quickly, a lot of weight was just gone. Like, I think I lost three kilos within the first month of the pill. It was, like, really bad. I was, like, I brushed off as, like, water weight. Because, yeah, I noticed that I was, like, skinnier. Like, my stomach was flatter. And I was happy about that. I was, like, yes, like, I've always wanted this. And then it started getting worse. It just kept, I just kept losing weight. No matter what I did, I just kept losing weight. And my appetite was gone. I wouldn't like, I would. So throughout the whole period of 2020, like our year 12, senior year, whatever you want to call it. Like I would be pretty lazy and I wouldn't make my own lunch in the morning. So I would just be like, oh, I won't, I just won't bring lunch today. And I would say I would buy, but then I'd feel guilty buying lunch when I got there I was like five dollars like small chips like 
not great, not great. And so like that kind of also, I was pretty much eating breakfast, dinner. I was eating twice a day, maybe snacking in between, maybe a bit of lunch. But more recently, I literally, I'm so repulsed by food. Like everybody knows me. Everybody knows that I love chicken. I love chicken. It's, it's, it's a very known fact. Today, my mom bought chicken in the car and I felt like throwing up. I genuinely felt so sick to my stomach. I was like, I don't know. But now genuinely, like at least in year 12, I ate in the mornings pretty well. I would eat at least three slices of bread or something. Now it's like, I'll have maybe half a slice of bread and then I won't eat until dinner. And even at dinner, I eat like very small portions. And it's like, whenever I try to eat food throughout the day, like in the afternoon period, I feel just very sick and like not great. So now I've lost, I was 53 at the beginning of last year and like around this period of time right now, that means because right now I'm 47, 46. So I've lost quite a bit of weight. It was mainly a lot during the start, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. And then like the whole trust issues from my, if you listen to last week's podcast, then um. (laughs) You know that I've been through a lot. I got cheated on. I, my boyfriend from the side of last year was, was I mean, he wasn't the cause of anything, but, like, that kind of, like, also, like, really, like. It was, was your a- first, like, boyfriend, so that kind of crushed mm-hmm. you when it ended mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. Wait, I think can I have a lot of self. Yes, yes, go. Can I ask, like, what your thought process was, both of you guys? Let me see, were you kind of, like, overlooked there, or did you just – Never really think that could be a possibility. Like an eating disorder? Yeah. 100%. I genuinely thought I could never have an eating disorder. I was like, I genuinely was like, it's. I'm not going to say it's an eating disorder because I haven't been diagnosed, but it's right. definitely something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's what you like, it to be. Disordered eating. That's what I was, yeah. I've been thinking about it as. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely knew something was wrong, but at the same time, it was giving me the results I wanted. So I was playing into it. And I was happy about it. And did you know right off the bat, like in now, now you know that it kind of started in February, but at the time, did you know, or did you realize later on? At the time, I think it started off innocently because, well, you know, I've always been pretty slim my whole life. And then I think it was like at the start of, or at the end of 2019, like I weighed myself for the first time in ages. And I was like, and I was just shocked by what I saw. Like, I was like, whoa, I never expected that I would ever be that weight. And so, I mean, when I was shocked, I didn't really do anything about it at first. But then in the summer, like, this is very insignificant. But, like, because I would, like, wake up late, I wouldn't eat breakfast. So I would just, like, my meal times would start at lunch. And so because of that, naturally, like, cutting calories without trying, I lost weight. So I was like, oh, so that's the way to do it. And so I was like, okay, so that's how I have to do it if I want to lose weight. So that's how it started. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say, I don't know. Like I, yeah, throughout the year, I was like, oh, at times I would, I would, I would be scared, but then I would just brush it off. Like, oh, but this is what you wanted. So just keep going. And you told us, you told, well, Nisiba and stuff when you were like drunk. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was at this was at AP after mm-hmm. formal. Um, I think it was it was starting. I think I was starting to get a bit sick of how I was treating myself at that point. So it was starting to not say stop because even now I wouldn't say that it's I've healed from it or mm-hmm. I'm completely fine now. But at the end, I was like, oh, I just want to talk to someone about this because I, had, I hadn't spoken about it to anyone, obviously. I was just going through it by myself. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really remember what I said, but I think it was what it, I think I just said something about. What did I say? Do you remember Nisibo? <clears throat> Which AP party? Because I wasn't at the party party. I was only oh, at the party uh, after. Yeah, I wasn't there. So right. I wasn't there. You told okay, me well yeah. before AP. Mm-hmm. I think but I, I, think, I must have. Yeah. I think I just said something about. Oh, I think I said something about wanting to like how I looked again, like on my body. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. something something along the lines of that. But no one, okay, no one, no one really. Everyone was like, "Oh no!" and they were like, like trying to comfort me. But I feel like people didn't really understand the weight of it. Yeah, the weight of what I said, and they didn't really try to do anything to help. But yeah, um. I have gained the weight back now. I mean, I don't know how much I weigh. I don't want to look at the scale. It's kind of triggering, but mm. still not happy. Mm. But there, are, I guess, I'm just trying to just trying to think about it in a better way. Like, hey, there are benefits. Like, my ass is better now. <laughs> e- yes, also, yes. you <laughs> finally talked about it because nine, ten months—that's a long, long time to pent something up and not talk about it with anybody and just dealing with it by yourself so I'm glad we know Arabelle very proud of you very proud of you speaking about it you know and if you if you need help you know we're always here and of course like never shy away from reaching out to us and if you need anything like you want you want us to like you know like anything really like even if it's just talking to us and ranting about it or even yeah. just asking for advice or just sitting down and like having a good cry with us you know yeah. what I mean like you're not alone in the situation like you know my my situation might not be exactly like yours but I know yeah some form of the pain that you're going through and I wish sense. I wish we could have talked to you about it sooner because that would have that would have been so much might it might have been easier to deal with it but but I'm glad we know now and you're on the straight path. You're on the right path. Mm-hmm. So is getting that weight back. All we got to do is feeling... reinforce that body positivity because yeah, you're honestly, yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I just gotta, like... I just gotta just keep, I don't know. I just gotta get through it. <laughs> you gotta keep yeah. going and you will. You will because we know the strong-headed queen that you are. That is bitch those. ever. Mm-hmm. Look at this queen. Look at this queen. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like it's, I'm glad that you're regaining that weight because I think that's something that I wish <clears throat> I could do, but I just can't. I think I'm going through a very, like I'm in like a stalemate situation right now with like my eating. It's like, 
I hate the, the amount of weight I've lost. Like, I've lost my booty and I'm really sad <laughs> about it. Like, lost your genuine, My <laughs> booty. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sad about it. Like, yeah, you tell me. She was a thicky. Maybe not the thickest thicky, but she was thicky. She, she was, was there. Mm-hmm. She was there at least, you know. But now it's like I feel very frail and thin. Like, I'll go to, like, lift something and my arms will shake. And it'd be like, mm. the heck? That's yeah. not great. Like, I get it. Like, having a flat stomach was what I wanted. But now that I realize how much it's really deteriorating yeah. my whole, like, self-esteem as well. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely, like, hate, like, I hated the way I looked before. But now I even, like, hate my how the way I look now even more if that makes sense because it's like mm-hmm. I just miss being healthy I just wish that I didn't take that for granted yeah I think like the worst thing is not feeling in control mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. like I want to regain my weight back I want to be able to think positively about myself and mm. I think I am like I know that no matter what like I'm still going to be beautiful mm-hmm. but I just really really wish that I was kinder to myself back then because it seriously screwed me over so much now and it's like I just ah there's so many regrets that I have of like me comparing myself to like you know like it doesn't matter who like anybody really Mm -hmm. and it's like I should should have always just been happy about myself like there's no one else like me then nobody else looks like me so why should I bash myself for it I don't know it's it's been (laughs) sad but it's okay yeah it's not okay but it's okay (laughs) yeah but what about you rhubarb yes rhubarb um well on the topic of uh issues with eating I think I've, I have had issues with eating, but because of something else. As a, okay, so, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow, she's so smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, she did okay. English lit. <laughs> Sorry, my, okay, so, um, I don't know where to begin either. Okay, so basically, when I moved to Melbourne, I was not in the best state mentally. I was pretty, pretty sad. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can, yeah, again, I don't want to label it or call it depression or whatever, but I was in a really bad, just really shitty mindset. I was always negative and had no motivation to do anything. I, I don't know. I just had like really, could you say intrusive thoughts? Mm -hmm. Um, And that went on for quite a while. Um, I don't know. I just felt alone. I had, I made, I managed to make like friends and everything, but like, even after I made good friends, it was, it just, it didn't go away. And I, I didn't know why, because that was like my biggest concern. And I, it just stayed. I don't know if it's, like shit from the past coming up or what but um 
I think like that was like one of the lowest points of my life and yeah now like I'm glad I'm past it but like at the time uh like again I wouldn't eat breakfast at all for like for a very long time and I just I don't really know how to overcome it but um I think when I I think the starting point like the turning point for that was when I started opening up because mm. you know me I I and when the Siba knows like the Siba knows for quite a long time like I've never really opened up about my own shit I guess you could say yeah. and like I don't know it, I just found it all I just found it easier to listen to other people and kind of heal through that like yeah it's guys like sharing your pain with others I think that's like one of the most important things we can do as people to mm-hmm. just grow and like I don't know why I didn't I don't know I maybe it's the way I grew up I didn't really have anyone to talk to or didn't mm-hmm. feel like I don't know just I didn't feel comfortable like me and Asiba when we were kids like we would just have fun say random mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. It, it never it was never like that deep but now mm-hmm. that we're getting older like I don't know I think, yeah I think like we realize like when we were kids like me and rhubarb quite literally as she said everything was all fun and games we always joke around and we'd we'd almost our coping mechanism with our pain like back then was to joke around (laughs) dead ass like Mm -hmm. we would make humor out of our suffering Mm -hmm. which is pretty bad but that's how we feel like that's very very telling of this generation though (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. yeah very much 100 percent. and it's like i think i like touching on what you said rhubarb i didn't like because again rhubarb doesn't as she said open up about how she feels so when she was when she left melbourne like we the thing about me and rhubarb is we don't talk a lot but we (laughs) we we like when we do talk it's it's very good do you know what it's like it's where it left off yeah 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 it's like and so we wouldn't talk for a lot and i think I'm very sorry for that rhubarb that I didn't really check yeah. on you. Like, I'm very sorry. That's not your fault. No, I know it's not. I know it's not. But, like, I feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, I never wanted you to suffer. And I should have asked you how you felt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked you how you felt. Because, like, I also, when you left, it was, like, it sounds cheesy, but a part of me left as well. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we've been best friends for a long time. So I don't know why I didn't just ask you like if you were okay. Cause when we did talk, you sounded like you masked it pretty well from my point of view. Like you would be like, oh yeah, like, like this is what, you, like my friend, this is doing at school. And like, look at this, look at that. And I was like, oh, she must be having fun. It was wrong of me to assume that. Mm. But I think don't, don't blame yourself. Yeah, no, it goes both ways. Like I could have also said stuff, but didn't. Mm. Like it's not but on th- you if you didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think like it's good that we're like talking about it now because mm. I want it to be more normalized. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like with me Definitely. anyway, I like talking about shit once it's settled down. Otherwise, I'm just gonna fucking blow up. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You kind of want to like process things and then kind of like 
yeah otherwise I'm just gonna say dumb shit and none of it's gonna make sense so. mm. I get what you mean though Rebub like not sharing your own shit with other people I don't know if it's the way we grew up or if you listen to the last episode um I don't know I feel I've never really shared any like my personal feelings with other people either like if I did it was when I was feeling very vulnerable or that I was almost past like the point of like no return and like I had to talk to someone if not I was gonna who knows what would have happened you know Mm, yeah I don't know maybe it's also how like most people say like we should like how things aren't really normalized like how we're feeling people don't really talk about how they're feeling 100% so we just try to keep it in yeah I feel like they're trying to get better like with schools and stuff like that they're really trying to push for this and it's a good step but I think it's so deeply rooted in our society to not talk about your feelings. It's so Mm. screwed up, but it's almost an instinct to just pent it up and like deal with it yourself. And especially because all of us are like, you know, like either like children of immigrants or immigrants, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that mindset is so, is very, very deeply rooted in Asian culture as well not talking about your feelings, just aiming to be, like, perfect, essentially. Mm-hmm. And perfect in their eyes has always been, well, no, you always have to be happy. So when you felt bad, you felt like you'd done something wrong. Oh, you don't want and to seem like... The, oh, you don't want to seem like the family that's fucked up. Like, what are other people going to say, you know? Exactly. Like, it's so screwed up. But I think that having these conversations now and it like the change starts with us essentially like whether we continue this or whether we change something about it is all up to us it's a lot to kind of bear but like in the way I see it's such a like it's a good payoff do you know what I mean like I don't want my kids to suffer how I've suffered they'll suffer but I hope that they feel comfortable talking to Mm. me Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. how they feel Mm. so if any of our listeners are feeling sad or if they feel very alone in certain situations like we're definitely always here like not only us but like there are so many helplines yeah you're not alone and like mm -hmm. everyone says I get I get why people don't do it though because having been through it myself like the last thing I wanted to do was talk to someone about it because in a way like I knew what I was doing was wrong but I wanted to keep doing it and I knew that if I talked to someone about it that means I wouldn't be able to do it anymore and so I didn't want that to happen like I wanted to keep fueling that vicious cycle and that toxic mindset I wanted it to keep going and Mm so I get why people might find it difficult to talk to others but in saying that if you know what you're doing is wrong stop stop (laughs) just stop if you know what you're doing there's no reason to put yourself to keep to keep putting yourself through that because you don't deserve it Mm -hmm. exactly and also continue no you go and also the fact that you do know what's wrong that's just the first step 
So you're on the mm -hmm. right track. Correct, exactly. Like, obviously a lot of people work in different ways. I think Arabelle knows, like, that if someone tells her to do something, she knows, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind of like how you kind of felt probably, I don't know, like, you knew that, you knew it was wrong and you knew that if someone told you that you had to put your foot down, you had to put your foot down. Like if some, if you hear it from someone else, it's almost jarring to hear it from someone else, if that makes sense. Like the confront like, almost. Yeah. It like really, it's confronting almost. Like it confronts you in a way that you don't want to do it because you feel uncomfortable. Maybe it's because she's really confronting herself. So mm. Mm. that's mm -hmm. funny though. Cause like, normally wouldn't think myself as I would think of myself as normally non-confrontational really but you're pretty blunt mm. you're out yeah <laughs> I'm blunt but doesn't mean I like confrontation mm. especially if it has to do with myself I think it's interesting mm. um I don't know like I think with me the way I like a lot of people think I'm confrontational but I think that's a lot of like my front <laughs> like I can put up a very like good persona in a sense where it's like yeah I'll fucking say like I'll fucking say what I want but in reality I probably won't but with myself I think I'm a bit more strict I think I'm a the opposite of Arabelle where I tried try to confront myself a lot like I know this is wrong mm. I know I should stop but it never works out I don't know why I really don't know why it just never works out maybe it's just me maybe I'm just being a bit <clears throat> lazy I don't no, know I don't know it's it's our mindsets because like I said like even though we know it's wrong we want to keep doing it I don't know I think I agree with Nasiba. I think I relate to that not agree. Um, I think I'm very like over analytical of my own self. I guess we all are, but like, I don't know. I don't really overthink what other people say. Like, I don't really care what other people have to say. But once I know, like, someone could tell me, like, Ruba, this isn't right, right? I'm not gonna care about that statement until, like, it really doesn't matter until I realize it on my own, you know? Mm, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I agree with that and mm. I don't know like I we're all really I don't know I think we should just be less harsh on ourselves because we really don't deserve it mm -hmm. and I don't know why we think like this sometimes probably the society that we live in but it's okay we can get through it yeah we can we're strong we're yeah. strong women but what else do we want to talk about Okay, um, would you guys ever go to a therapist? Or I really want been? to. Hmm. I really want to. Me too. I'm like looking into it because like you can get 10 free sessions for therapy. <laughs> so I'm like thinking about it um, just to marinate with my issues. But I'm thinking, should I save it for when I'm older or? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I feel like it would 100% be beneficial if I did it. But also, 
if I wanted to do that, that would mean having to admit to my parents that something was wrong with me in the first place, which I really don't want to do. Going back to episode one, where we talked about my inability to share with my parents, but mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I would do like the online one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like briefly brushed it over with my mom. Because like something about my cousin came up when we were talking. My cousin said she didn't want to continue uni because she wanted to focus on her mental health. And my mom asked me, like, do you need to do that as well? And I said, well, yeah. And then she was like, what about though? And I was like, I I didn't say like flat out say I have an eating disorder or anything like that. I just said, I'm worried about my weight. (laughs) That's all I said. And she just kind of like nodded and she was like, Mm. okay. Like she didn't really pressure or like ask anything else. She kind of just nodded and said, okay. Sometimes that's all you need. (laughs) Yeah. I like didn't want her to really pursue. Mm. I didn't feel ready to talk about it. I think that's also part of why people don't really speak up about what they're going through is because of, well, for me, it was the shame of admitting that I was going through that. Like I didn't want to be viewed as someone who had an eating disorder. Oh, Oh, she's the girl with an eating disorder. You know, like I didn't, right I mean that's something we learned about in psychology as well like being labeled with something can create this stigma and that label can follow you so I that's probably what why I really struggled with talking about it as well like I knew I knew I knew people wouldn't give me shit or like humiliate me or anything but I don't know it's just like the fear of it Mm, I think it's very it's a scary thing 100% like you feel super alone at least with me like I felt like super super alone and I still do obviously it's I don't know it's a lot to kind of like I don't know, like you said, like, I don't want this to follow me around forever. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to get over it. I want to be able to just leave it in my past. I don't want this to define me. And that's what I'm really scared of is, oh, shit, what if this ends up, like, being me? Like, I don't want this to be me. I want it gone, but I can't find a way to make it go away. I think you have to, I think in in some part you have to, accept it mm-hmm. and that's part of moving on I don't know yeah 100%. I don't know how to accept it though mm. I don't know like I'm basically like a walking mess right now right I don't I could blame <laughs> it on I know like I could blame like this eating thing that I have on so many things I could blame it on like boyfriends I can do anything but at the I don't know what the root of it is like there's so many different things like I don't know which one <laughs> and I don't know like how to get over it how to just accept like because how am I meant to accept it if I don't know where it comes from do you know what I mean that's my biggest struggle it's like because I was comparing myself to a lot of different people would that be the issue or would it be my boyfriends were kind of like pressuring and shitty and not the greatest for my own self-esteem and mental health as well I don't know which one to really pin it down on was it both I don't know 
I mean, mental illnesses don't really have one exact cause. And also you should see a therapist because we cannot help you. (laughs) Exactly. This is not something you can do by yourself either. Like that's very hard to admit, but sometimes you need to get that professional help. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep putting it off, but I really should seeing as I'm doing absolutely nothing. Mm. Yeah, and Arabo, it's your own journey, but you need the outside help because friends can only help you so much, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and like at the same like at the same time it's like I don't want to really burden people with it because it's like everybody else is going through their own thing but at the same time it's not that's a terrible mindset I know I know don't dismiss what you're going through just because of other people's you don't don't dismiss your own experiences yeah your troubles aren't any less than anyone else's Mm -hmm. yeah and if you're going through a therapist um they're also getting paid so yeah then you're not bad for me at them at all it's their job (laughs) it's their job it is indeed their job i feel like for me it was never really fear i've i feel like i've always felt a little bit angry with my mom because i would tell her sometimes like i feel like this or i don't feel the best i don't know what it is i'd always tell her um i don't know like my heart feels heavy like i don't know what it is like I just can't explain it and she would be like oh maybe it's something you ate or something I don't know um and she would always dismiss it and then I would tell I would tell her like I feel kind of like I feel sad and she never really like accepted it and I think it goes back to the immigrant parent mindset and all that but I don't know it was I think after my mom went through her own shit with her sister um after my auntie got was sick and was very obviously depressed I think that's when my mom realized that wow depression is an actual thing that people go through and then I think that's after that she kind of like she would comfort me almost sometimes but she it's still like the idea of therapist and psychiatrist and psychologist it's just doesn't make sense I don't know it's weird I feel like maybe some maybe specifically Asian parents they don't want to yeah admit that something's wrong with their child either because that would reflect on them Mm. and they feel like it shows that they brought you up badly and that it's a reflection of their own bad parenting but that's not always true because mental illnesses have to do with mm, like it's your brain is literally broken like Mm. nothing it's mm-hmm. not necessarily them and mm-hmm. I feel like they don't really understand that yeah I think it's for them it's a very difficult pill to swallow essentially because you know back in Asia big wide continent of Asia it's super shunned like super super shunned like I don't know like even going back to like my country and stuff like that you don't see anyone talking about anything you don't hear anyone talking about anything you don't you I've never seen like a psychology like or like a psychologist at or like a building or anything in like my country like I would ask my mom like, oh, do they not have like this something and she'd be like 
no like literally the word for like a psychiatrist in my language literally translates to a crazy person's doctor oh oh, wow and then again there's a stigma exactly exactly so like getting help over there means you're quote-unquote crazy it's super screwed up because you have so much of this stigma and suffering and it's so sad to see oh, I don't know it's just oh. I I can see where our parents come from because it's like yeah, I get like, it that's how back you in those up. days there wasn't any information about it it's only like recently where people are starting to like realize oh mental illnesses are an actual problem yeah that we need to be talking about mm-hmm. I think the only it way scares I, me yeah continue with that the only way I think I'm dealing with it well the only way I think I can help myself with is by obviously talking to people but I think just like taking it till I make it almost like forcing myself to have a positive mindset or like being there for others you know that's like I think that since I've always like tried to be there for other people like that's my way of helping myself right so I always try to have a positive mindset even though sometimes like I just can't it's like I just I have to force it and that's like my coping mechanism mechanism. yeah I don't know like you also don't want to be too dismissive of it either Hmm. like I feel like that could also be just as bad as I think I think how I do it is like I always try to look for the positives in everything even I don't know like I could I don't know I just don't know how to explain it I can see why you think like that because like back then your mindset was very negative and so you want to do the polar opposite of it mm-hmm. but I think mm, I think you're allowed to feel negatively about certain situations. Obviously not not everything should be negative. That's not what I'm saying. But like it's hard, but finding a good balance between the two might be a pretty good thing mm. just because it's like being overly positive is almost dismissing your own true feelings. If that's a true, if I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I get, I I get it. Yeah. But it's hard. It's really hard to change the way you think. And I don't know. It's a journey, but I believe in us guys. Me too. (laughs) We'll all help each other. You know, this is making me realize that, like, at the time when I first moved, like, I felt like I was the only one going through shit. Like, wow, I moved and... I feel so alone but like now like listening to you guys talk about the shit you went through I'm like damn I moved but like they're just as lonely and going through their own shit and that goes to show everyone's feeling like that you know so mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. ever feel alone also yeah and just that just you saying that just made me realize that was all in 2020 as well like COVID probably would have had an impact on that mm, 100% like mm. Oh, 100%. I remember. Oh, my God. I remember when um the first boyfriend of 2020 broke up. It was during the, the quarantine. 
I was mm-hmm. sobbing, crying because I felt so alone and like everything was going downhill. I felt like I had no control whatsoever over my life. Like, like my eating going down, my self-esteem going down. I got broken up with, oh God, that was very bad. Everything just was spiraling out of control and I couldn't get mm-hmm. a hold of it. And I was alone on top of that. It was so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the only thing we could do was talk over the phone and you were so distraught and I couldn't do anything because I was just over the phone. Like I couldn't go see you in person or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not anyone's fault. Like I, I oh, no. really appreciate like you guys like calling me and stuff like and texting me and making sure I'm okay. But I think like it was an, I hate to say it, but a necessary thing for me to go through. Because at the end of the day, I, everything happens for a reason. And I did come out somewhat stronger, somewhat I'll say, because I still rushed into another relationship and then I just got fucked over again. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. But I still somewhat realized like, no, I don't need to take my value. Just because something bad happened to me doesn't mean I'm worth anything less. Like, that's what I kind of realized. Like, I'm still worth what I was worth before everything happened. I wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't change. I changed, but I didn't change for the worse. I changed for the better, mm-hmm. if that made sense. So, yeah, that's how I kind of I'm glad you that breakup. Mm. I'm glad I did too. I, I'm saying, oh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. my mom was kind of like the one that kind of I don't know my mom it's a mixed thing about my mom it's very mixed but we're not going to get into that I don't know I'm really grateful for everything that's happened there even like the shittiest thing that's ever happened like I'm grateful for it all same because very much same I don't know I learned a lot and worse shit could be happening in my life right now you know let's put into perspective Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but at the same time I never wish I had to go through that mm. like if I could it's fair. if I could I would have rather not gone through that of course yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah I do see where you're coming from yeah I think that's Rob's way of looking at it positively and uh-huh. I see it 100% uh-huh. 100% I see it like I don't know the way I view things like this is well if this is my rock bottom then the only way is going up period there's no going down from here so Mm -hmm. it's the only and like it's gonna it's not gonna be easy nobody said it was gonna be easy no and obviously I hate the way it feels but I know the end result is gonna be super worth it so that's all I'm really looking forward towards. <laughs> I'm trying not, not to put too much of my energy and focus into how shitty I feel. Rather, I'm trying to focus on, okay, there's something that I should chase. It'll make me better. Hmm? Let's just go for it. <laughs> not only you, I think. I feel like when we go through shit, we're in a way probably helping someone else as well. Oh, 100%. Doing stuff like sharing our experiences is definitely, that's, I'm yeah. hoping it's going to help someone out there. 
yeah I really do yeah like just even like giving them the courage to admit to themselves like Mm. there's something that I need to confront or there's something wrong with me like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to feel alone about the situation because obviously that's I think the worst part of it all is feeling like you don't have anyone to talk to or you just feel like you're the only one that's suffering and it's like no there's so many people out there that can help you and that can truly like they truly care about you there are people that care as well do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. yeah like the people there are people who love you and even though it doesn't seem like it they would never want you to go through what you're going through and that may be hard to really like realize and acknowledge to yourself but again it's another hard pill to swallow exactly yeah well want to wrap it up yeah well it's been a very it's been a bit of a a rough episode (laughs) it's a heavy episode now you guys know all of our secrets our childhood traumas our current traumas (laughs) I hope I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode or benefit from it in any way (laughs) but thank you for listening thank you guys for being in my life (laughs) Um, (laughs) thank you for being in my life guys thank you uh but yeah oh what do we do we know what we're gonna talk about in the next episode yes what is the next episode Let's return to something lighthearted. Who yes. knows what that will be? But tune in next yeah. week. I like it'll that. be it'll be exciting. <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be less. Yeah, less we'll see emotionally draining. Yes, <laughs> for you guys. Yeah. we'll we'll think about it. But I hope you guys stick around for next week's episode. Hopefully, we haven't scared you off. Hopefully. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. See you next week.